This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. Listen! Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, our weekly show for all things Nintendo on IGN. My panel this week are the illustrious Lily. Hello. The Brian. The Brian. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. And the Zach. The, the one and only. We didn't get <laughs> cool names. What the f- No, nothing like that. Uh, Philip actually can't be here this week. He is uh, on assignment covering That's right. the Labo. Uh, yeah, we actually have some live satellite feed. I don't know if we want to run this. We have year. that? Philip is in New York so. City at the Labo. Oh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> this, is yeah. This, is, this is awesome. There's that man. Oh, he's wearing new underpants. This That's is, right. Okay, so is that the piano? No, this is the motorcycle. Oh, that's the motorcycle. Okay. I should have figured um, that out. Right? And he actually sent he actually sent me a couple of text messages. He wanted mm-hmm. to relay some information about his experience with law. But there he is, with the, the robot suit on. So Philip is just having an awesome <laughs> time in New York. He's uh, the right. first person at IG to go hands on with the Lavo. So I'm really excited here comes to my he personal favorite. Let's see what this one is. Oh, oh. he's doing a fish. If you're listening to this show and you're not watching it on IGN or YouTube, uh, which you really should do, um, imagine a a grown man (laughs) with with cardboard strapped to his body pretending to fish. But also he loves it. He loves that all that cardboard is strapped to him in the photos. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. So here's what he had had to say. uh, I tried all of them, but we only built the RC car and the fishing rod. Those two are easy to put together, but most kids under 10 will definitely need help. The robot kit was by far the best one, and it actually works how they say it does. It's a lot of fun, but all of them sort of feel like glorified tech demos. Um, he said the motorcycle game in particular feels like they ripped the assets out of Mario Kart 8. Like it's a hacked version of it, but it's still fun. Huh. Mm-hmm. And then my personal favorite quote... Fishing is really fun and very satisfying when you catch a big fish. Now, I don't know <laughs> if he's talking about the Labo fishing game or just fishing in general. That's, that's the IGN review of the because, concept of fishing. <laughs> yeah, because I agree fishing is great when you catch yeah, a big fish. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we. <laughs> I was like, somebody in the NVC group was like, I don't know if these things are going to have any longevity. And I was like, people have been playing piano for thousands of years. Right. <laughs> At, a, at, a, in, at one time. At one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right. yeah. So it's, it's nice that he was able to check in with us before the show. Uh, you know, we haven't had a chance to go, all of us haven't had a chance to go hands on, but nope. it was yeah. cool that, that he was able to send us at least some initial impressions. I'm and sure he'll have a big ride up coming up. So yeah. that sort of reinforces, I think, some of the um, hopes, but also some of the fears I think some people had that these are tech demos, that they don't feel like full fledged games. And I think that's sort of like. Um, offsets the worries there a little bit about the price, you know, for 70, 80 bucks for these, for some of these kits, um, to have just a series of like kind of we play style mini games is people who complain about the price don't have kids. Like I'm convinced, like I, I'm right. so used to higher price points for these do it yourself kits, yeah. right? like yeah. EV crates and stuff, but no, I can see it. If you, if you think they're, they're just like little, uh, little demos with cardboard and you're not into that kind of stuff, I can see how it's expensive. Yeah. No, totally. Sense. Totally. I, yeah. hope, I hope the final versions have a little more depth. That'd be cool. Yeah. Before, so hey, before we dive in, can we see that image of uh, Philip on the motorcycle one more time? Please. Yeah. Let's bring yeah, that. Let's we, bring by that the way, we have Barrett back as our producer this week. Well, well, you yeah. know how he, uh, he, he left the show. Yeah. Um, there, guys. there you go. Show us the motorcycle, Barrett. Yeah. Nice. There we go. Oh, Can we make this the thumbnail for the the episode this week? I think this is it's a beautiful. Good one. Look at the IGN microphone in the background. We miss you, <laughs> it's just it's just hanging out. It's beautiful. All right. All right. So in prepping for the show, uh, you know, uh, three days ago, I True. I think I talked to Zach, um, and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a slow show. Not a lot of topics. We'll talk about a lot of indie games, but Classic maybe Nintendo, Nintendo will yeah. announce something as usual. <laughs> and of course, there's now more news to get to. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Because they went a little nuts. Yeah, they uh, had a Twitter direct. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the first big news was uh, the announcement of Mario Kart on mobile. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Called Mario Kart Tour. Yep. Are you excited? I am 
really yep. excited about it. I am concerned that it's going to cost as much as Mario Run, which I think was nine ninety nine. Yeah. But then again, um, Mario Kart on mobile sounds amazing. Yeah. And it sounds like right up my alley of uh, mobile I, games to play. I, I'm. I don't know. Maybe I'm old, but well, I'm definitely old. But I'm consistently surprised <laughs> at the reaction to nine ninety nine being like a negative on yeah. the Apple Store. That's crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. most games are a buck or two. But I played I paid Mario twice that much for Final Fantasy games same. on mobile, and I but, played Mario yeah. Run for probably fifteen twenty hours. Like I yeah. did everything there is to do that game. I got every coin. I went back for all the extra stuff they added. Um, Animal Crossing is a game that I have tried to give money to, yeah. and it doesn't really need it or want it. That's because uh, Tom I Nook's still got all my freaking bags of. Cash. Yeah, <laughs> years well, I, of Animal Crossing. I think I spent seven dollars on Animal Crossing, maybe five, maybe ten total, yeah. and I yeah. played that game for twenty hours as well. So, yeah. um, if if this game is ten dollars and I get fifteen, twenty hours out of it, oh my god, like that's a fantastic. Yeah, deal. you have a really good point because I um I always worry that it's going to be like pay to pay to play, and then you'll have like the ten dollars, and then you'll have to pay more to get yeah. more like carts or more things. So I think I'm just skeptical. I will say I the thing. Be, but. No, no, I'm with you. And I, I will say the thing that's kind of like frustrating about Nintendo's online mobile business strategy is that they are and always have been for the last year or two since they've been doing this completely vague on specifics in terms of release dates or windows. Yeah. Like I, finding out about a video game <laughs> is fun. <laughs> finding out about it when a fiscal year ends is yeah. the opposite of fun. That was the least <laughs> consumer friendly tweet. Yeah. They basically said, you know, they, they gave you a fiscal year range. Like, Just I don't for, care about your fiscal for, year. For like, everyone, the fiscal year runs between April 2018 and March 2019 and so it was like you could feel they weren't ready to announce yep. Mario Kart Tour and, yeah. and we don't know any details we don't even know what type of more, more details are available in your but, father's business briefcase that but you they, can look at but they basically <laughs> they, they were basically forced to announce this but with the same language that they would be speaking to shareholders yeah, with sure. yeah. I mean it, well they get themselves <laughs> into a sticky situation if they say that it, it's oh coming in 2018 or coming this year mm-hmm. because uh, you know February 1st 2019 if that game is still not out and it's Mm -hmm. this year people are going to be like yo where's that Mario Kart game you're talking about like you said it would be out this year and it's been a year so by I understand that it's not the sexiest sort of PR to say fiscal year 2019 or 2018 but I also think that it like it's sort of the the move that they had to make Mm -hmm. if they had to announce this now which maybe you're absolutely right maybe maybe they just could have hung on to it until they had a better idea of the release window but they, I mean, like they, we will get to their earnings report. Sounds sounds boring. It's more exciting than that. I promise you. We'll get to their earnings <laughs> soon. But they obviously made some good dough with their mobile games, right. and the investors are saying, "Hey, what's next?" Right? Yeah. They haven't yeah. they haven't talked about uh, anything beyond uh, Animal well, Crossing. Well, it's weird right? because these earnings calls and you know investor shareholder meetings and stuff like mm-hmm. that they are they're a reminder that video games are a weird marriage of like art and business. Yep. And it is our job as big stupid kids to be like, "What toys are you making this year?" And then it's like their job to convey to shareholders like this is how rich you're going to be this fall. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you know? think do you think this game will be like a traditional like modern Mario Kart game just with tilt controls? Uh maybe maybe auto gas and no brakes or yeah. do you think I don't it'll think be it'll be like, controls do you at think all. it'll be top down or look like the, a management at, game or something? Look at the auto steering controls they added for younger gamers in Mario Kart 8 when it came to Switch, right? Like mm-hmm. that effectively became like a two button video game. Yeah. And I think that like having a lot of that and like a sort of management of items on tethered to one or two buttons would be totally cool. I don't think they'll do tilting or swiping or anything like that. My concern here is if they're going to get in the business model that a lot of iOS kart racing games do, which is basically like your car is tired. 
it needs gas. And like, oh, if no. you give it some money, like Animal Crossing <laughs> yeah. did a little bit of that. But again, they don't really know how to monetize those things where you shake a tree in Animal Crossing and it's like two hours from now, the pears will grow back. But yeah. you can pay it and that's, then the, they'll grow back quicker. That goes back to my concern from yeah. before, which is like you pay ninety nine ninety nine, and then you have to pay because your car ran out of gas or you have to pay because something broke down or you need a new cart to play this, <clears> you know. A stage well, or whatever. That's why I'd be okay with their business model always being sort of like incremental if you want it, but also mm-hmm. flat fee if you want it. Like yeah. I'm, I'd be happy to pay fifteen twenty dollars for an on, online mobile Mario Kart yeah. if it means like I never have to pay for a banana or an item or a car tire. Ever. It took them a while to get there with Mario Run uh, with the expansion stuff, but yeah. the idea of of paying ten dollars up front, having a game to run through and collect all the coins and finish all the levels, and then six months, eight months down the road, or even a year them dropping in a bunch of new stuff and being like, hey, remember those levels? Now there's all new challenges yeah. to have at. Like, that's fine. With yeah, it, but it's fine for you as a consumer who's used to uh, traditional games and paying up front, and it wasn't fine for them from a from an earnings perspective. Fire Emblem right, did yeah. better, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. they're... And and well, that so is the smaller franchise in the grand scheme. <laughs> you know, you got a lot of horses in that game. Mm-hmm. That's horses right. are expensive. Um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, their announcements because they also you were talking about paying for uh, for stuff online. They announced the launch of Nintendo Switch Online, right? Uh, their online service, mm-hmm. and gave us a date for the first uh, well, the new date for the, for the first time. It's yeah. September of this year is when Nintendo uh, Switch Online will officially launch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I saw a lot of sort of backlash to this a because they have haven't really justified why this is worth paying for yet. And B, because online is free and will be until then. So if you're playing Dark Souls with your friend, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to get, get charged starting September. It's almost like we had the exact same conversation with Andrew Goldman. Well, yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> but more importantly, and this is what nobody's really paying attention to, is that in September, that means that Nintendo pretty much has to launch a giant online They game. have to deliver. Yeah. Well, like, well so here, here's my theory. Maybe. Um, the theory that I have is that um, two weeks ago, uh, over the weekend, they had a Super Smash Bros. tournament mm-hmm. um, in Oakland, and uh, Nintendo versus, uh, like, Nintendo of America partnered with that competition to host it, and they had a 30, 30 team Splatoon 2 um, battle. They also had, like, all of the Super Smash Bros. were represented there, and Nintendo versus their Twitter for, like, competitive. Um, they, like, tweeted about it. They were talking about it. So my theory is that they're going to release a big game to with the Nintendo Switch online. Yeah. And my theory might be that they might have a, you know, a Super Smash Bros that's coming back. They might port the Wii U one into the Switch. I Some, totally agree. Yeah. Something about this date re- like might mm-hmm. re- like reference um, a big game coming out. And I truly think that Super Smash Bros online is like their way of getting people to stay because Splatoon 2 might have like a really big online scene. But I feel like a lot of people will just drop off. Yeah, because it's, of it. you're not going to be able to ride off of the like the old fumes of Splatoon by then. And also, yeah. I believe Mario or Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS launched in September when it initially Did launched it? in what 2013, 2014. Eric, did you verify? Because I know I was I was in <laughs> Japan for TGS and we had just gotten our codes and we were waiting in line at Tokyo Disney Sea mm-hmm. battling each other in Smash Brothers. Yeah, it was surreal. But um, but I think this will be sort of like a mix of the Wii U and the 3DS content together in one place yeah. with maybe some new characters and stuff. That'd be smart. I mean, like it still feels weird when a when you when a major game launches in in an off month like September rather than November or in March, right? That, yeah. Those are the targets. So I could. See it being a, a, a re-release of a really popular game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think that makes all the sense in the world. Or they might be soft launching it, right? Yep. Yep. Maybe they're uh, launching uh, uh, the program. And just as a reminder, if you forgot, they said uh, there'll be kind of like classic style, like 16-bit games with online modes that would be yeah. released uh, on a monthly basis. And you would be paying either 20 bucks a year, uh, 4 bucks a month, or 8 bucks for three months. And right. so it's possible that they'll go back to their classics and have something in sep- September 2 and then releasing the heavy hitter in November. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. yeah. like, side note, is a third of the cost of what the competitors right. are selling. Yeah, for it, that's dirt cheap for yeah, It's really cheap. Like, I think what, what bums me out is there's no, like, definitive ownership with those games. Like, I don't want to rent games from Nintendo, especially, Mar- like, I don't want to rent Mario World. Like, I want to own it. I want that icon there, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, my... Regardless of when and how and what it launches with, like I just want the virtual console. Like yeah. I just want them to come out swinging with something that that people have been talking about for since the inception of the Switch. Like totally. just like in addition to this this plan, like I'm more than willing to pay a twenty dollar entry fee if it means I have access to a library of back yep. catalog. Like, so what do you think next next word on this at E3 or before? Yes, do you think E3 they'll E3 let for out sure. what, I think E3 what for sure. online is yeah. before yeah. then? Oh no, no, I think E3. Will, E3? I think E3 for sure. E3, yeah. I feel like. E3 for them this year, they're going to come out swinging and it, like a lot of the things might be unexpected. We might get like dates for, you know, Metroid Prime 4 or something like that. I just think that it's like dreamer. Yeah, I, I I'm <laughs> 26 year old millennial dreamer. I think that I think that as we've seen at E3 from Nintendo in the past two years, um, you know, Zelda and then Mario, I think that that they will frame their entire booth and presentation around whatever this launch title is with online. I'm assuming that it's going to be Smash. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a new Smash that was like decked out in the booth yep. uh, or that their booth was decked out like Smash and that all the details come in that, that right. direct. And the cool thing was, do you remember how many sort of pi- pipelines from Smash Brothers led directly into Virtual Console? Yeah. Like how many yeah, times that's, a right. that's right. Like you could actually buy, you could effectively get demos of virtual console games through Smash Brothers, which is really cool. What, what sucks is that that means none of us will get virtual console until September, right? Which is a very yeah, long time away. At least we get to, you know, at least it might, like the possibility is there rather than us still waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and Brian, you have a Super NES classic, right? You I can, do. Uh, you can get busy before then. Uh, the third Shut announcement. Brian, you can get busy before then. The third. <laughs> The third announcement uh, in this uh, kind of shareholder reacts come Twitter, Twitter feed, uh, uh, celebration was that Nintendo, super big surprise, Nintendo and Illumination have partnered on a Mario movie. So that's the studio uh, behind Minions, the Minions movies, Despicable Me, yep. uh, what else? Saying, uh, saying the Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets. They're making, uh, they did the Lorax. They're going to do the Grinch, yep. um, like a pre before his heart became small. Um, so kid, 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 the focused, Grinch prequel, yeah, kid focused fair, right? Responsible yes. for kid focused fair, but many of them incredibly successful animated titles, uh, and the uh, the whole deal is co financed by Universal, right? Mm-hmm. We have the partnership with Universal Studios, so it kind of was a no brainer that we'd see some movie property tying in with Universal as yep. well, Didn't and it's we, co produced well, by Miyamoto the movie. But you know, so Universal is co financing it, but um, they also own Illumination Entertainment, mm-hmm. right? So and. DreamWorks, but they uh, focused in on Illumination Entertainment to run this. And I think that's a great idea because um, Illumination Entertainment has the animation and the look that fits perfectly with um, Mario. Like a lot, it's stylistic and it's very, it's simplistic yet stylistic. 
um, with their animation compared to like Disney or Pixar, which has their own type of way of looking. Yeah. You're, an, you're an animation fan, right? And uh, I, I think yeah. <laughs> when you know when when people heard Mario movie, they thought Pixar would be amazing, or you know Disney Studio behind Wreck It Ralph, like yeah. somebody with that experience. I, I saw a couple of negative voices following this this confirmation, or even the original rumor, which I think the Wall Street Journal posted last year. I, I think that anytime you get a beloved character in the mix with minions, people are going to flip out a little bit. You think it's that's like, it? Yeah. yeah, I think so because like when people think of Illumination Studios, they only think of their biggest franchise. And that's Despicable Me and those terrible minions. Yep. But I think you got to look beyond that. Like, Lorax is one of my favorite animated movies ever. Like, mm. I think that's such a great contender, but nobody ever talks about that in the same breath of this, as they're talking about. You, you think they can they can do the franchise justice? I believe yeah. so. I think that um, the fact that Miyamoto is co-producing, like people think that because you're a producer, you don't have a lot of uh, say in what you do. Like people think of, oh, Steven Spielberg produced or executive produced Transformers and look how that happened. But a producer has so much more power than you think. Like, they have more power than a director Mm. does. So I think that because he's co-producing, he will oversee from pre-production, production, production, and post-production. And I don't think he's going to let go of, uh, like, I don't think he's going to make his characters look terrible. You think Miyamoto's going to oversee post-production? Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that there would be, like, I I think of... His role in this, in the same way that he was a an executive producer on uh, Kingdom Battle, right? Yeah. In that, like, this is what Mario can and can't do in this medium. Have I, you I have you seen the Pikmin animated movies that he directed? No. Yeah. So those were, I didn't even know that was a thing. He's, a, he's a conf- small. Yeah, they're, they're small short yeah. films that they launched on Wii U. Uh, I think you can get them also through Club Nintendo. They're definitely on YouTube right now. But um, yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto directed a bunch of like micro movies uh, starring Pikmin. And yeah. they're all really cool and very sort of heady conceptually and sort of yeah. in the same Miyamoto way where he's like, I have an idea. And then this is the seven different ways we can build upon it. Yeah. So well, the- he also created Wii Music. So yeah. Think about that. <laughs> yeah. The dude's Whoa. not infallible. Whoa. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll be interesting, though. I mean, like with the, it, it, will Mario talk a lot, and will that drive us crazy to hear Charles Martinet go? Oh, now I'm going to do this. And how much? How, how much did the minions talk? A lot, yeah, not, right? a lot, but, but yeah. they say nothing. Yeah, I think yeah. you know. I, I think they just kind of babble. Well, there's yeah. that one in well, no, no. Me Three when they had the one minion has that crazy political rant. That's oh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's. I, very I don't odd. think I, we've talked about it here on the show before, but I don't think he'll talk at all. Like I, I think I think you'll say I, the usual stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, in Kingdom yeah. Battle, he talked a little bit, but not yeah. like enough to be like, whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. like Mario, don't yeah. talk. Yeah, that no, much. he'll just mumble in racist stereotypes like yeah. he's been doing for thirty As, years. He'll so be like, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, that's, that's cute. You'll translate. <laughs> uh, where are we gonna go for, uh, for dinner? Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I hope it's an origin story, and the tagline is Wahoo? Oh, question mark. I, Very nice. I'm just excited to it's a see. Bad joke. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> I'm just yeah. excited to see how it turns out. Like, I feel like a lot of people are so jaded by the 1993 Super Mario Bros. movie yeah. that they don't want this to happen. They don't want Mario to get tortured. I think they're Whatever. jaded Fix by the. It. I think they're jaded by the idea of video game movies in general. Yeah, but they're e- all... even Ratchet and Clank from a few years ago was bad. Yeah. There's a uh, live oh, action yeah, CG animated Ugh. Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out. Yeah, like, but things so... are about to get weird. But the one experiment with a big animation studio was Wreck It Ralph was the closest to a video game movie that's animated in that style, and that was but really that good. Was, that was like borderline parody, right? Like right. The, the way that they the way that they frame that movie, the thing that makes Wreck It Ralph work is that it's 
it's not based on a property that has to abide by any certain rules. It just incorporates a lot of other video mm-hmm. gamey type things into it. Like this is a Mario. Yeah, like, but Mario I don't will think have to do Mario stuff in order he, for it to. But be he Mario didn't film. do Mario things in Kingdom Battle. He had like some liberties. Like, oh, you remember all those times that Mario used the gun? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that, like, we just have to think of it like with Ubisoft, oh. where um, he they had like a certain. Uh, liberties to do things right. with Mario that he never did before. Yeah. So I think Illumination will have that ability to do that. It's just like how much full, will be. Full circle, that's what I think that's entirely what Miyamoto's role in this is going to be. Yeah. I think that he's going to have script approval and he's going to be like, Mario can do this. He cannot do this. Yeah. Also, After Detective uh, Pikachu, though, I feel like there might be more freedom than we think. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's you know? true. Well, so, so the good thing is with an animated movie, you don't get a like arguing husband and wife couple that go home and go like, hey, what if we edited it like this? What if we shot it like this like yeah. this movie is going to be completely storyboarded out and approved every second totally of, because it's going to cost millions of dollars a second it won't be like you know bob hoskins and john leguizamo getting drunk behind a car being what? like yeah i guess that's what a dinosaur looks like, yep. What's like that name? movie's a wreck hey, so i, I want to get to uh, this week's lead topic but before oh, yeah. that just two quick news updates that i want to make sure nintendo fans know about one is uh, splatoon 2 still getting updated uh we had a new uh weapons uh, drop the rapid blaster deco yep. uh it's also you mentioned it's uh hitting the competitive scene with with more tournaments yep. tournaments coming out and then I think today, uh, Arowana Mall was also added, right? Yeah, which is a... Marijuana uh, thr- Mall? Yeah, yes, you Marijuana Mall. You gotta have a card added. to get in yes. there, but it's worth it. <laughs> that level is legal now. Yeah, it's a throwback to uh, Splatoon, which I think mm-hmm. is a... It's a lot. It's a, it's a more interesting um, map, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will be excited about. So you're gonna play? Yep. Available Aren't every afternoon at four twenty. Lily gonna play Splatoon. <laughs> need, yeah, need more time. Shocker. And then the second, the second really <laughs> interesting news item: Marijuana Mall. Oh yeah, I gotta go shopping. You could use some the marijuana. It's just like you know, like like a relaxing. To up your style. Oh, yeah, it's it, it's okay now. That's all this it's, this it's place needs now. is just me being really goofy and stupid on camera. Like yeah, Brian, right. Brian, <laughs> have you ever tried that, Brian? I wore a must a fake mustache before the show today. <laughs> right, I, don't so need the, the, I don't need to go to the marijuana the, mall. The other news item is uh, Minecraft uh, got uh, the legendary skin pack one update to Switch. That sounds like a, a generic uh, thing but is actually pretty notable in that it includes Microsoft characters. So mm-hmm. Microsoft, who, of course, bought Minecraft uh, and owned the uh, owned the franchise and are distributing it still across multiple <laughs> platforms. This is so allowed, unsettling. Yeah. And Nintendo allowed Master Chief, Banjo, uh, oh. uh, Coltrane uh, from Gears, right? Yeah. Explosion Man, the uh, heroes from the Fable game. So you can actually play as uh, Green Samus now. Here in uh, in the Mushroom Kingdom. In Mushroom look Kingdom, him, look yeah. Him attacking the Goomba. I think yeah. more importantly, like Banjo and Kazooie are back on a Nintendo platform in the longest walk possible to get there. Yeah. Like, look at how so terrifying bizarre. this turtle is. Oh boy! Oh, oh man, that, <laughs> that is unsettling. That, that turtle did Whoa. something. It knows something. Um, but you know, Banjo and Kazooie originating <laughs> on Nintendo hardware, and then Rare buying them out or bringing them over to Microsoft, who bought out Rare. Yeah. Uh, and then doing Banjo Nuts and Bolts, and then a couple of like Banjo Pilot, and then uh, what was it? Diddy Kong Racing 3DS had yep. Banjo in it. No, um, d- so we d- got d- to yeah. see them there. Banjo also mm. has that weird idle animation where like he'll pull out a Game Boy. So they're always like they're still friends. When I took a tour at Nintendo, you remember there. A yeah. years ago they have a statue of banjo and kazooie in there and mm-hmm. it's just cool to see that because he's not really one of their properties anymore yeah. but yeah it's taken a while but banjo and kazooie are back on nintendo Yay. in minecraft are you pupils dilated yeah i'm yeah. high as hell oh <laughs> I see. fresh in from arowana mall hell yeah <laughs> here's brian i'll talk about. 
This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. It's gotten increasingly difficult to try games before you buy them, but Gamefly lets you take your pick from a library of over 9,000 titles, including the biggest new releases like Super Mario Odyssey, NBA 2K18, Fire Emblem Warriors, and many, many more. Gamefly will ship these games to you, and you can keep them as long as you want. There are no late fees or due dates, and shipping is always free. This breaks down to as little as 54 cents a day. So ask yourself, how many moons can you find in Super Mario Odyssey for 54 cents a day? Oh, and you don't even have to leave the house. The games come right to you. And hey, they rent movies too. Normally, a Gamefly trial lets you only check out one game at a time, but if you head to Gamefly.com slash voice chat, you can sign up for a free premium 30-day trial that lets you check out two games or movies at a time. Try it out today at Gamefly.com slash voice chat. Uh, so now for our lead topic. Uh, earlier in the week, actually, Nintendo announced uh, via their earnings, their um, their system sales, their game sales, their top sellers across all the different platforms. And I think it's fair to say that Nintendo Switch is doing quite well now, out in the world. If I, if I yeah, may. If you may. You've written a strap here, Pear, that I yeah. think deserves a good read. What is that? Can just, you do that for just, us? I'd like for you to read this first sentence here <laughs> after our lead topic. Nintendo Switch is hot, hot, hot. Correct. There you go. Uh, 80s song? In other words, it's 857 billion yen hot, not just the Switch, but ah. Nintendo's total earnings. That sounds like a, ch- uh, a child's fake number. Yeah. In, well, it is 850,012 million. What? Uh, I don't, what 857 billion. About? They do this in earnings reports. It's really annoying. They mm-hmm. don't say billion. Uh, but that's just for the nine months ending uh, December 31st. So that's uh, it's essentially from, from March, including the Switch launch, but not the, uh, the first three months of the uh, So they're the going year. out of business. That's seven, that sucks. $7.9 yeah. billion, uh, 175% increase over, over 2016. And then in pure operating profit. So that's after you know taking out all the cost of development, the hardware, manufacturing, all that. Nintendo made one. $1.7 billion in operating profit for those nine months. But, Pear, I read on YouTube that Nintendo's going to go third party and Mario's going to be on the PlayStation. Well, if they Xbox. do, they got $1.7 billion <laughs> to spend on game development. Um, you know, this, this is obviously good performance. The the other guys aren't doing too shabby either, right? Mm-hmm. PlayStation and Xbox, especially PlayStation, is, is doing uh, very well. Um, but doesn't doesn't have as much fall, falling down to the bottom line because their hardware cost is much, much higher. Right. So they make less on the uh, machines they sell, but obviously they get a lot more uh, on their licensing business. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll leave that uh, that boring financial stuff behind in one second, but mobile business did 29 billion yen, and that includes uh, Nintendo's share of Pokemon Go, oh, all which is just 2 billion yen, you know, because that's run under the Pokemon company, and Nintendo, it's a, it's a subsidiary. subsidiary yeah. um, so that's uh, $18 million. So... Wow. Not quite as much, right? Once you uh, once you break it down like this, right? Um, mobile business not small for them. They certainly didn't spend all this on development, but not not a huge part of their business yet, right? Three percent of their business. Um, Super NES Classic hit four million units sold. That's huge! Wow, which yeah. means there are actually many more out there, and the kind there was, of the shortage is over, right? It's nice to see this number because 
seeing this earlier and and uh, four million is such a baffling number in terms of SNES Classic to me because we thought for sure that Reggie was just full of it when he's like there will be more available. Yeah. But they obviously put their money where their mouth is because they've sold a ton of those units. So mm-hmm. and you know what else that that true? Yeah, you know what else was readily available after the initial shortage was the uh, Nintendo Switch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think if you think back to all the system launches and how frustrating the Wii situation was for so many months. Um, I have to say, Nintendo did a really nice job um, delivering stock. Maybe it was smart to launch in March and have like a, a slower ramp up where they would have more um, switches available for yeah, Christmas. Totally, yeah. and but, people were yeah. crazy. People like fury, like feverish for this thing. By the time, first of all, we had like a great game every single month last year. So by the time this thing hit and you could buy it, there was no reason not to get one. Yeah. So how many units did it sell since March? Do you know the number? <laughs> the Nintendo uh, Switch fourteen. Point eighty-six million. Yeah, so just under fifteen million units sold in nine wow. months, which uh, you know they initially said uh, they wanted to sell. Uh, what was their revised um, target was fourteen million, so yep. they blew past that. Yeah. Um, a million. Well, actually, they were going to say they wanted to sell fourteen million by March of this year, uh-huh. and they already blew past it in in just December That's alone. That's insane. Um, What's notable about about that is it's selling incredibly fast and it surpassed the total lifetime sales of the Wii. Yep. Yep. In nine, ten months. Nine months. Nine months. It passed the Wii U. Um, and that it's going to take down GameCube next, which is you think? Like almost 20. 20- oh, my God. Yeah. Are yep. you kidding me? Oh, yeah. You think? I mean, come on. So GameCube. You think that's it for the Switch? No, for sure. GameCube lifetime sales at 21.7 million. Yeah. I mean, that's in the crosshairs now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So possibly. If, if Nintendo, probably. If Nintendo can. can get a couple of bangers on this system at first party obviously but then also when you've got support of things like oh you can go back and play dark souls on this you can like yep. these bigger third party well, games that people might have yeah, people might have missed on other systems or, or previous generations like yeah i think that that gamecube is well within their sights also yep. we we just saw and talked about master chief and halo is one of the most beloved classic franchises of all time coming the, to switch no, 2019 the xbox only sold a few million units more than the gamecube did those two were neck and neck for yeah. ages until the gamecube yep. dropped to 99 dollars for a minute there and then kind of got a little and, spike and online so this games will, this took will, off right? yeah yeah and so that means the switch is going to outsell the original xbox very soon too that's yeah. crazy like this is I'm, going to get in the in in the you know the upper pantheon of I'm best having, consoles. I'm just having flashbacks of like back in January when they announced this last year, and I went, "Oh boy, is this going to be another Wii U episode type of thing where it's not going to yeah. do well?" Or Vita, right? Yeah. It looks like a Vita. And I remember like coming three when I was working with you guys, and I was like, "Oh, oh, I have to buy one. Right, like, I have to buy one." Well, if you look at our biggest concerns back then, and I'm sure you shared them, it was battery life, which turned out to be. Yeah, you know, fine. pretty good, good enough. Yeah, decent, um, yeah. Third party support, which we got, and mm-hmm. great like hard hitting first party games, which we got as well. So all of those things were sort of satiated, and now we're good. Yeah, and now my biggest problem with it is storage. Do you, do you think so? Yeah. You know, some of the other um, console sales on the list. And by the way, the 3DS, 3DS did really well yep. uh, last year as well. So it didn't get cannibalized by the Switch yet, which means Nintendo will continue to make games for it. Uh, 3DS uh, is at 72 million units sold. So the biggest seller, of course, was the the DS line before that, right? Uh, with 154 million sold because there were so many iterations and it was on the market for so long. Before that, the Game Boy with 180. 18 million mm-hmm. oh. and the Wii with 101 million. So 
Nintendo, I think, is very hopeful that the Switch will perform as well as the Wii out there. Yeah, well, I, I don't too. I don't know if we have the quote here, but they said at some point last night that they sort of expect the Switch to surpass the average console life, so, uh, life yeah. cycle of what that, I guess it's roughly around five years, right? Yeah. Um, if you look at the 3DS and stuff like that, that's actually petering into the, what, six, seven, eight-year territory yeah. and will continue to. So I think as a dedicated hand, handheld, once this thing is like 100 bucks, 150 bucks. And there's like Pokemon and Zelda and everything on it. This is going to sell like crazy for yeah. a very long yeah. time. And if they iterate and you do get the the DX version, the yeah. more powerful, the X version or the of micro the version. version, or you get the micro, like there, there's definitely, there could be a lot of li- life left in this machine just going for a very long time like the DS did before it. Are you so, going to buy tiny exciting. versions of all your favorite jokes? Yeah, of course. I'm uh, I'm rocking the the green Joy-Con this time. Here. Those are gorgeous, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so that's the uh, the Splatoon set comes with the uh, raspberry and, right. and lime colors, uh-huh. and so you got to buy the reverse color to get okay. the green. But it's so right. now you have you have double raspberries and double limes. That's right. All right, yeah, yeah. another you trip so to the house of a thousand Joy-Cons. That's yes, the only way to <laughs> house of a thousand Joy-Con. Um, so top selling software, Super Mario Odyssey is the top seller on Switch so far. With really more than really nine million units sold. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so now, of course, before you say, oh, my God, this is the biggest seller ever in Nintendo history, I just want to clarify that includes bundles, mm-hmm. right? So if yeah. you buy a bundle unit, uh, uh, that number is in here. And the last, the biggest bundle success uh, for Nintendo was <laughs> Wii Sports. Wii right. Sports That's sold Wii 82 Sports. million units. So obviously some aspirational goals there for the Wii era and how big mainstream titles can uh, yeah. can be. But And so Mario um, Kart we'll outsold Zelda and Mario Odyssey outsold Zelda. Is that correct? Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe sold 7.3 million units. Outsold th- Breath of the Wild, which had hey. 6.7 million unit Switch version There's only. There's my girl, yeah. Rabbit yeah. There's Kingdom Battle, that, which is another million seller. Um, the cool thing about Zelda is that when the, it launched near the Switch, the attachment <laughs> rate was actually higher than the Switch yeah. itself. You get, if you guys remember, we, we covered that story in that people, like me, uh, actually bought two copies of that game. I got yeah. it digitally and I bought like the deluxe special edition thing. Yeah. So, so eventually that sort of slowed down and Mario with two months on the market uh, eclipsed that and became the best-selling game. So I had a few people tweet at me in, in, in confusion that Mario Odyssey outsold Breath of the Wild. Um, I think even with uh, the Wii U sales rolled in, uh, Super Mario Odyssey still did better, and that's that's not a surprise, guys. Like yeah. the top-selling franchises for Nintendo are actually Pokemon, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Mar- Kart, and yeah. Mario. And so uh, Zelda has never really been at the top traditionally. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild is going to, I'm sure, is going to end up being the top-selling Zelda game of all time. Yeah, yeah. but. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I just want to point that out. 7.3 million units. That is a re-release of a Wii U game, mm-hmm. which already sold 8.4 million units on the on the Wii U. Right. That like, same game. Yeah. So they totally double dipped on it. And that compares to that's the... such an insane percentage of that install base. Like, that's crazy. It, uh, that's, I mean, oh, like, on Wii U, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but like you like know what that means. 75% of that's people. That's such a huge attach rate. Not that Nintendo needed that number to justify it, but, like, they got to be working on a new Mario Kart game beyond the, the mobile What if game, that right? is hand-in-hand hand with whatever mm. they've got planned for September? Mm. I, I, mean, I, I mean, am curious. A little early. Does yeah. that number uh, for Mario Kart 8 also count for uh, bundles? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. any of these numbers have the bundle. You got a Mario okay. Kart bundle, did you? Oh, yeah. You get a Mario yeah. Kart bundle. I got <laughs> my Mario Kart bundle came with a Pro Controller, Zelda, and Mario Kart 8. Oh, right, right, right. My Mario Kart bundle came with Splatoon. I couldn't figure it out why. Right. So, okay. thank you for mentioning Splatoon. <laughs> Splatoon 2 Ooh. did just under 5 million units. What? That's on the strength of uh, Japanese sales. Very, that's, very popular over there. Also, incredible. fun fact, the Splatoon 1 community is very 
lively because I've been playing Splatoon, the first one, yep. just going back to it. And I get, um, I, I've been doing it because my friend doesn't own a Switch. I've been convincing he should. But uh, every time I go and play a regular battle there, instantly I get a match. Nice. So how people it, are still there. And how does it feel good to go back to that one? Good, really weird, note. but I love the stages. There are so right, many more stages. Right. And the cool. music from that, I really want them to bring back the music that was in Splatoon 1 into Splatoon 2. You're yeah, tired of I agree. All, you're tired of all four tracks of Splatoon already? <laughs> four oh, best listen, songs ever made. There are at least 16 songs, I think. I don't know. Definitely not. Those were some shooting your way. There. I think it's the four so, songs they played four times each. So, Maybe. by the way, Splatoon 1 also sold 4.91 million copies, wow. just like the Switch version, which means they converted every single user to the new one. That's nuts. One um, out of three Wii U owners owned Splatoon. That's yeah. nuts, man. Yeah, but also think about that. How, <laughs> One, two, three, what little time, <laughs> what little time Splatoon two has been on the market to yep. reach the same sales milestone as the Wii U version? So this Crazy. this this stuff's flying off the shelves. One to Switch, uh, not quite as justified. One point eight uh, million arms, one point six million units sold. That's a new franchise. Xenoblade Chronicles two. It just came out in December. A million units. Just, wow. wow! Just that month alone. So really, really good news. Three uh, DS also did well with you know Mario Kart seven topped sixteen million units. Pokemon cleaning up everywhere 16 million units 13 million units so Nintendo is alive and well and, wow. and raking in the dough yeah it's nice to see Tamadachi life on this list oh yeah you remember <laughs> that one yeah, yeah. Six, 6 million great. units 6 million oh. units for Tamadachi life that's so, awesome so before we head into the uh, the, the break one last thing uh, that was included in the sales announcements was the reaffirmation that Metroid still is listed as a, as a TBA title mm-hmm. so we don't know a date yet but Pokemon still had a 28 or later type day, the date. So, 2018. Uh, 2018. Yeah. What did I say? 28. Yeah, well, it's back in right. time. Mm. I might, I might the year dilated. 28 was a great year yeah. for Nintendo. Uh, they so, announced Rock and Stick that year. So, great I mean, games. like having covered Nintendo for so long, I know 28 or later means later. Right. Yeah. But the fact that they still think that they can pop this game into 2018 is pretty crazy. Yeah. Because if that was their Christmas game, that would be, would be yeah, freaking that would humongous. Be insane. That you know? Switch sale would go up so fast. What if... So excited for this fiscal year. <laughs> I just can't wait. Fiscal year. Yes. Love fiscal year. So um, we'll keep an eye on the on these stories as they develop. Nintendo um, likes to trickle out uh, sales information after their earnings call and on just kind of uh, deep dive yeah, on Video. Twitter. Um, so uh, keep an eye out on it. But uh, suffice it to say, the Switch is not going away. It's a success. Mm-hmm. Hopefully more third parties will jump on board and, su- and support this yeah, thing. It's actually great news for us as like, I don't know, weird nerds for little numbers and things like that. Yeah. I've always been fascinated by MPD. Always. Like, yeah. It's just one of my favorite things. When a console is doing really well and the games are doing really well, you get so much information. And yep. you look at other times, like I, I know Sony specifically during the PS3 era, they were like, we shipped. We shipped so many. We sent all these things to the store. And I was like, do people buy them? They're like, oh, well, they, they will. Don't worry. That's the <laughs> issue when you're trying to compare cross-platforms, yep. right? Like Xbox will not release console sales. Yeah, we have no does, idea this gen. Sony does sell in, not sell through. So yep. it's, it's very difficult to compare them. But it looks like everybody's doing pretty well. Yep. And, and we like it that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. thank you so much, Lily, for joining us yeah, this week. Yeah, thank you week. for having me. We're, uh, when we come back after the break, we'll have Chloe Rad joining uh, us. She's our expert on indie games. And there are a ton of new games coming out on the on the switch that we want to talk about so see you in a sec bye welcome back to nvc the second half of the show if you didn't watch the first half please go back rewind how, we have, how is that even it's possible videos it's in the possible. middle right. Some people, sometimes i like yeah. to go to my favorite youtube channels and i'll just click on a random video and just start right in the middle yeah. just to see if i can catch up i like to walk in the movie theaters right like halfway through they might be catching this on the radio you never know mm-hmm. you know time. like tune in or something like it might be in the middle well, you radio? never know 
Yeah, we're that happens. Radio? We're not on the radio. Mm. Right. Terrestrial radio doesn't exist. I want anymore, to introduce anyways. you guys to uh, Chloe Rand. Hey, Chloe, Chloe has Chloe has not been on NVC before. Hello, I never, Welcome. I've never been on NVC. Hi, I'm Chloe. But, <laughs> you've, wor- yeah. but you've worked at IGN for how long? Oh God, uh, uh, what like 34 years? Five now? years at this point. I think. Jesus Christ, five years. Okay, I think counting my time as a freelancer, it's been a while. So oh the, my yeah. God, the wow. the reason for that is Chloe plays a ton of games on on PC, and uh, she's the person I always go to when I want to know what uh, what indie games to to buy next yep. because she seems to have played all of them. And guess what happened? Now all these games are coming to Switch. Sometimes day one, sometimes like two years later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Switch is actually uh, my favorite console right now. That which rules. Is, uh, yeah, as a, as a PC gamer, like I am very happy to have a way to play indie games now uh, on the go. Did it's you awesome. did you find yourself like just slowly sort of being like, hey, I'm playing more games on Switch and less on on Steam, even though I feel like uh, a lot of them come to Steam. It's earlier, a good right? mix. Yeah, I mean, I still I still love my PC, but like there are some games that just work so well on the Switch, like Stardew Valley. I sunk like 50 hours into that just on the Switch. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, like, there's like things that I, I know you reviewed Thumper. Yes. Uh, when it oh, came out, right. and then that came to Switch, and I know that oh you were God. playing that all Thumper over again. Thumper is and, like, like ideal on Switch, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. Great. So, you're a PC person. Like, do you find yourself like w- skipping stuff on PC for Switch, or is there like a big discrepancy in release dates? Are you like looking at stuff on Steam and being like, "Oh, I'll play that when it comes to Switch," or? Um, it depends, uh-huh. really. Like uh, the. And honestly, at this point, it's it's become this thing where like there's all these great games coming to Switch that release on PC first, and this right. is my opportunity to go back and replay them again. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, you know just quickly about what's uh, out this month. You know, we're officially in February, so uh, we've got Bayonetta two coming out for fifty bucks and Bayonetta one for thirty bucks. Is there out. not a Bayonetta collection? Yeah, there's it's bad. Japanese exclusive right now to or to get them physically. Yeah, if yeah. you want one oh. and two physically, you have. So, so to buy them both digitally, I got to spend eighty bucks. I think so. Yeah, which oh, sucks dang. because I feel what, what what did they do with the last time they released? Like, you downloaded one title and got you one. Got, physical. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. So I, I think it's the same with this one. Mm-hmm. But so Bayonetta is coming out. Obviously, a really uh, highly regarded uh, game at IGN. And once we get a playable of that, we're going to talk a ton about it. Yeah. Um, Payday Two, the kind of mysterious game that disappeared uh, and and came back, is actually coming out this mm-hmm. month as well for fifty bucks. Fe. Is coming. Oh, that's finally coming. Coming yeah. out for twenty bucks. There. I thought. Dude, oh, yeah, there's that's coming out. It's really pretty uh, game. And then uh, Dragon Quest Builders. We talked a little bit about it. Is out on the ninth this month. That's yeah. another bigger game. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Uh, I'm I'm not a Minecraft guy, uh, and I'm not a Dragon Quest guy. So on paper, this oh, should perfect not, for you. This should not yeah. be a game that I'm interested in. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, maybe a month or so ago, they put the demo of this on Switch, and I was sick. And I spent an entire Saturday just playing the demo. Played through the end of the demo and then just kept building and kept mining. And this game is awesome and funny and kind of silly. And I'm really excited for it to release and really dig into it because it feels like a 16-bit Zelda game with uh-huh. ActRaiser building mechanics. That like, sounds oh, nice. like an awesome demo that you were able to get that much mileage out of Well, so here's the thing. Like, it gets to a certain point where you can open up portals and it'll send you to, like, another land to get different resources. But in the demo, it's just like, well, you can't go there. This is the end of the demo. Right. But feel free to Mm. poke around here if you still want to. So I did, and I discovered a bunch of stuff and, like, caves and stuff. It was awesome. But I also sunk, like, all in probably, like, six or seven hours into the demo, and I wonder... If there's an unlock screen in the demo itself that will carry my my oh, yeah, save yeah. over, that would be ideal. I'd rather not 
have to play those six hours again, but sure. I will willingly if that's the case. Did so. the performance of the Switch version bug you a little not, bit? I mean, it all. runs a little slower than the uh, original. Like a little I mean, choppier, I have no okay. metric yeah. versus the, the PS4 or Xbox versions that's of it. Um, Philip also spent a ton of time. Uh, do we have a... Do we have a photo of Philip that we can run? Is there any kind of? Do you think we have a photo? Is there of any kind of yeah. thing that we, we can like? What's Philip up to? Does we do yeah. we know? Well, I I think at this point Barrett is like shuffling through all his papers. There he is. Um, there's yeah, that there, man. There, there there's. All Philip. right. Yeah. Um, That's beautiful. Philip has also put a bunch of time into Dragon Quest, and uh, he didn't necessarily he didn't mention any performance hits either. Okay. Like it didn't seem to bother him. So. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of smaller games were announced. Uh, Atui, you know, we, we had uh, the le- the lead, uh, uh, well, the founder on uh, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, look that up. Atui has a soccer game coming out. Um, he actually showed that to us a little bit. It's like this kind of cute arcadey soccer game with what look like Minecraft characters, like yeah, little it's very blocky guys, vo- right? Voxely. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. So we'll uh, we'll let you know more about that once we get to play it more. This is the Police Two got announced. Mm-hmm. You guys not excited about that? Uh, this is the police one is terrifying enough yeah. for me. So <laughs> I, I play the original one. Um, <laughs> it's a really interesting game. It's just not really for me. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Well, what, maybe what because it like? it's kind of like point and clicky adventure. Yeah. Um, is it not too like the close to police. home? Like you have a lot of experience with the police. Obviously, it's, those yeah. are point and shooty adventures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. yeah. Yeah. I've had some run-ins with the real police, so it does bring back some very tragic memories of running. And then Bendy and the Ink Machine. You <laughs> have some experience with that. Uh, no, this is like uh, Bendy. Did you? No, this, this is a very sexual uh, episode. So it I'm is. actually waiting for all of Bendy to come out. It's been released episodically, but it's like a. Um, that doesn't sound great. What? We're waiting, waiting for, for all, all of Bendy. Bendy. Yeah. <laughs> is that what I said? <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's like a horror game. Uh, first person, I think you play like an animator, and he's like haunted by memories of his old animations or something. It's it's got that like old thirties like Cuphead. Oh, um, wow. style is really cool. It's like yeah, old uh, animated, like old time oh, cartoons, awesome. but yeah. scary. Yeah. And so it was episodic, and it's episodic. Okay. Um, I think it should be concluding this year, but I could be wrong. So I'm um, I I guess the Switch version will it be everything at like a sort of a collection? I hope oh, that's actually a good question. Yeah, that'd sure. be cool. Well, I'm I'm assuming they're not going to restart it now. It's kind of right. tough to build buzz for episodic games that late. Well, and we've also seen day day, we've also so. seen a lot of episodic games coming come or coming to the Switch as full packages. Like yep. we're going to see uh, Kentucky Route Zero come yep. as all I'm one so thing. Excited all the that. Telltale yeah, stuff. Too, all the obviously. Telltale stuff comes mm-hmm. at, at once. Yeah. But yeah, don't sleep on this one. It actually looks really cool. I haven't played it yet either, but it has a terrible name, obviously. Um, so the other big release that uh, I think most of us are still playing is Celeste. Oh, this, mm-hmm. I think you finished Before, it, didn't you? I, I beat Celeste, but I'm still playing it. Okay. I've, I've are you doing like all the B-sides 30 hours stuff? Into the I'm doing the B-sides. We're awesome. going to get all the strawberries. Yep. And uh, yep. we kind of have like this mini office tournament going. Uh, for uh, We're trying to speed run Chapter 1 as fast as we can. And I think the current best time right now is a minute 30. Wow. Yeah. I saw someone uh, speedrun the entire game at like 43 minutes. 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And it's been out for like a week and a half. Yeah. That guy beat his own world record, I think, like twice in a row. And I think he nailed like a minute 20 for chapter one. Oh, my God. Because they do this like really cool um, like super jump that uh, I'm actually not quite sure how you do it, but it it just lets you fly across. Yeah. Tom Marks, who was on the show last week, uh, was talking about this like hidden super jump that he Mm -hmm. discovered and was talking about. 
talking about it to Dornbush, uh, who was also on the show last week to talk about Celeste. And the two of them talking about it, it was like the nerdiest thing I've ever seen. Like, oh my God, can you believe this jump? It was great. And you can bounce off the edge of spike strips and weird yeah. stuff like that, yeah. right? That's it's just like that pixel perfect. Like, yeah. you can, you can, Tom recorded it by accident in his review. If you go to his review on IGN.com, yeah. there's a GIF of him doing this super jump sort of by accident <laughs> and that's how he discovered it he was like it's it's such a perfect rhythm thing where it's as soon as you touch a wall you have to hit the jump button again and you'll bounce up higher I think what it is it's like um, yeah it's sort of like the wall jump mechanic but on a flat surface right is it yeah. intentional um I believe be, right? I believe it is, and I actually think the creator gave a speedrunner like a heads up that this existed. Oh, or that's wow. so cool! Because yeah. the game, it was Celeste was based on like a, that that like Pico Eight, right? You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of a super retroy um, game that already had a, a speedrunning community, so mm-hmm. they were ready for stuff like this. Yeah, if you want to see Pico Eight, is actually in Celeste. You we, can, you yeah, you yeah, can, you can find, find yeah. the original. Uh, we talked sort of at length about Celeste last week, and uh, you know, Tom was on talking about why he gave it a. Uh, a 10 out of 10 masterpiece score and he and I had several long conversations leading up to the episode and his ultimate decision to give it a 10 where I was just I couldn't really I didn't really get why he was so adamant about it being you know this masterpiece score whoo baby I put a lot more time into it in this last week and I love that game I am fully on board with that Mm -hmm. that decision like it it is if you own a switch you owe it to yourself to play this game. It is fantastic. So, uh, and a lot of people uh, obviously believe that message because I've seen it at the number one bestseller position. Mm-hmm. Um, every day I check the, e- the so cool. eShop. Celeste is right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome to see this game and, you know, SteamWorld Dig 2, some of those games uh, uh, really, I mean, it's really paying off for those devs to put yeah. the day one on the Switch. Yeah, that's huge. Um, Super One More Jump also came out last week. You're playing that, right? Yeah, so yeah. I really dig this game. Um, it's a $7 sort of kind of puzzly platformer. And after playing Celeste, I was like, I'm really good on, <laughs> on, on like tough as nails platformers. But it does that really thing, a uh, really smart thing where it's sort of like getting through levels is easy. Getting all three coins is more difficult. Yep. What's really cool about this game is it has like dozens of different character skins and also completely different graphic overlays. They worked with a bunch of artists from Twitter to redesign basically the entire layout of the game. Neat. Uh, and reskin it. So you can play in like very simplistic NES graphics, or you can play in something that looks like um like the walls in Super Castlevania or, or Abadox or something. Yeah, if you want to know what it looks like, we don't have any footage here, but it's like uh you know the, the stages are more confined, your character auto runs and you have to hit the jumps at the right times and and it plays with gravity. Like you jump around yeah. the corner and you have to catch uh get these little coins on the way until you get to the exit. It's yeah. it's really it's one of those games where like dying is okay because you can instantly yep. retry like, just like Celeste, like yeah. but uh, even a little quicker. Like the levels are not as involved, at least in the beginning. I'm yeah, sure it, it's, it almost feels like to as they get later, it feels like sort of memorizing roller coasters, but with some like mild Mario Odyssey physics, where yep. you'll jump and sort of swing through the air over the gravity and land on the other side. And timing those jumps right uh, is difficult, but you also the levels can sort of loop, so it doesn't really play like some like kind of cheap iOS endless runner game. Yep. Um, I really dig this game. Seven bucks, seriously. It's like it's you you, it's, you can't lose with this thing so there there you know those have been some of the recent releases now this this week and even today as you're watching it a whole bunch of games came out we should probably warn you uh, of two like tennis actually came out last week as well right yeah you um, play that you don't like I'm gonna, that one? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say straight up right now this is the worst game i've played on switch oh wow oh, no. yeah, yeah tennis tennis is trash okay so don't play tennis don't play tennis uh island flight simulator also came out that actually came out on wii u i think like 2016 oh also not a fantastic game i would stay away from that I, one i was like this is gonna be our 
pilot wings. Pair. So sometimes it's telling when in the eShop something doesn't have a video. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it's like it looks a little bit like pilot wings, but it's, it's a very kind of limited and dated feeling flight sim and like pilot sim. wings. You don't do a lot of simmy stuff. It, yeah, it's yeah, it's I would stay away, uh, awake. But a bunch of things came out like uh, that are actually much better, including SteamWorld Dig One. Mm-hmm. So this came out, uh, you know, as you're watching it, it's out on the eShop. Everybody play SteamWorld Dig Two. Uh huh. No, I didn't. Oh, but... oh, you would love it. Yeah, yeah I know. Would. I know you guys oh, like it a lot. Yeah. So one yeah. is less good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd say. I mean, it's fair to say, right? Of like, course. You, yeah. Fewer good. It's fewer good. Yeah. Uh, it obviously came out way uh, before then. It's it's uh, a little bit less of a game. Yeah. It's uh, it's a smaller game, but um, if you love the second one, you're gonna like this one too. Yeah. It's, I really like this game. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I haven't gone back to it after playing the last one, but I yeah, this is just a really smart sort of take on the Dig Dug slash Metroidvania genres, and it's just really cool. And it's got these sort of mild RPG elements where like leveling up your weapons and stuff like that helps you go deeper and deeper and explore different areas. Um, but yeah, it's just a smaller, more compact game than two is. Do yep. you yeah. need to play the first one to no. play the second? No, 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 there's no. I've I've not played the first one, yeah. and the second one was one of my top five yeah. games. Last so the year. second one essentially starts with the main character. From this game is is missing, mm. yeah. And so you, that's the quest. Oh, that's cool. If yeah. you uh, if you played the second one and you one hundred percent of it like I did, and you felt like a little bummed out, and you haven't played the first one, just go back because it feels it, it feels sort bucks. of like or, yeah, a map pack. Or play SteamWorld Heist, which is also very good. Yeah, very different it's game. Very, very SteamWorld different Heist, game. a little bit more like a Worms tactical game with mm-hmm. like aiming shots and ricocheting off True. bullets. Um, this one more action. Yeah. Both way, of those games are, I, I feel like, great. Yeah, and apparently yeah. Image and cool. Form have a whole bunch of other games uh, coming to the yep. platform. So. I know I've I've plugged uh, these guys before, but uh, the Retronauts podcast had an interview with, uh, oh, what's his name? I always butcher it from Image and Form. Brand? Brian Surgut. Yeah. Brian uh, Surgut. For Jan. Where yeah. he talks about the company's history, and yep. it is super fascinating. When you're done here, go listen to that episode. Um, it's just really interesting insight and in, like what it's like to be an indie developer. So, so Brian, we hope to have Brian on NVC, hopefully during the game developers conference, he, he's uh, you know we've tried to make it happen a couple of times and just for like years out, now. But, yeah, but uh, he's coming to San Francisco uh, that week, so you know look forward to to cool. hearing from him directly. Uh, Her Majesty Spiffing came out. It's like some weird uh, adventure game. Yeah, with British humor. British humor. Yeah, I definitely I read this. It's, it's, it's hard to tell like what kind of game it is from the trailer. Right. Yeah. But uh, it looks like it could be fun. I thought it was I, like that Osir insult simulator game. I keep getting those two confused. I definitely read this as Her Majesty's spliffing and thought that she had taken a trip it, to the nice. Arowana Mall. Yeah. There, nice. there are a couple. Uh, there are a couple of game titles where you have to watch out that you pronounce them uh, correctly, including Shiftlinks. Don't mind the F. <laughs> Uh, that Shiftlings enhanced, uh, enhanced Edition. That's actually it's a really nice looking uh, game from a Norwegian developer called uh, uh, Rock Pocket, uh, and you can play co-op. So, you know, uh, it's got weird, strange rolling characters. Uh, you, you'd like it. Shiflings. Yep. Take a look. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that one. Uh, it's not my pick of the week, uh, but I, I dig it. Skyforce Reloaded also came out. That's like a sci-fi shmup, like a you know shooter, 2D sci-fi game by Infinite Dreams. Dundara came out. Dundara looks really cool. I think yeah. it's going to be one to watch. Yeah, um, it's... Tom was playing. Tom Marks was playing this game, oh, yeah. and it's it's a Metroidvania that has this weird sort of like hook shot angle system. Yeah, where it's getting like, around the environment. It's like really like a bionic they're like kind of, but puzzles. very yeah, much more diagonal. I would mm. say. Yeah. Also, fun fact: um, the game is made by a Brazilian studio named Long Hat House, I think. Yeah. And, uh, the the character is actually based on a real like Afro Brazilian warrior who like Super fought cool. slavery. Yeah. Oh my so, god. 
There's, but but it's like a sci-fi game, right? Yeah. But but there's that historical context there. I guess it's like a retelling. That's but, awesome. Yeah. And it's got you know it it has the the very popular retro kind of styled graphics, mm-hmm. but uh, has some really cool stuff happening with gravity. Yeah. Uh, and how you navigate through the environment. And that's, the name of this game is Dendara, right? Dendara. Oh, so okay, uh, look that up. It's it's just twelve bucks, and it's uh, out on the sixth of February. So a little later. Than totally the show gonna book. check that out. Uh, Frederick Two Evil Strikes Back, 3D mini golf, The Men of y- Yoshiwara, Kikuya, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Which is built as an RPG, but is a rhythm game. That's yeah, right. Crypt of the Necrodancer is like uh, it's like a turn-based roguelike, but you have you move to the rhythm. Yeah, and oh weird, yeah, it has music by Danny Baranowski, who did the soundtracks for Super Meat Boy and oh, Binding God, of Isaac. Awesome. So the music is like is great. So the so, first time I ever saw Crypt of the Necrodancer was at ooh, maybe GDC. And I want to say they had it hooked up to it like a DDR pad. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, was super that. cool. Yeah. So like yeah, I'm really I'm cool. rattling these off. I mean there there's some gems hidden in here. ACA Neo Geo Samurai Shodown Two, Eternal Blade, Mad Carnage, which is like uh, for five bucks. It's this weird isometric Mad Max. Mad uh, Carnage sounds like game. a white rapper. Yes, <laughs> Mad Carnage. It is a white rapper. Uh, uh, but, but it's like but there's so much variety in the genres here. Not all of these these games are amazing, but some some good stuff coming out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into our our next big topic here, I, I, there was another February game that we left off the list that I want to make what sure that we point out. Owlboy. February 13th, Owlboy mm-hmm. is coming to Switch. Uh, uh, long-awaited Metroidvania. Uh, the man is an owl. Uh, he's also yeah, a boy. Yeah, yeah, you, that's right. You reviewed that's this right. for us, I right? I reviewed Owlboy, yeah. Uh, two years ago, actually, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was two years ago? Yeah. Did you say February 31st? This is like a... February 13th. Oh, I thought it was a leap year double mm-hmm. dash. I, what I actually said was yeah. uh, February 13th, 28. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, nice. So, <laughs> Chloe, tell us about Owlboy and like why, why it would work on Switch. Um... I'll definitely be back on here probably to talk about that once sure, more yeah. people can play it. I'm, I'm, no, sorry, this is your only shot. Yeah, so let's have my one, my one shot. Okay. Um, Ruined. It's, it's, a, it's. I don't know. I, I give it such a high score. It's such a good game. It's been so long. Like I'm really excited to get back to it, and I'm really excited also for like more people to actually play it because I feel like you release a game just on PC and like, uh, yeah, like when it comes to indie games, everyone's gonna play it if it comes to Switch now. Mm, yeah. Um, it's just got like a really heartwarming story. Um, it's a it's a very simple game. Like the action's not super complex. It's not super deep, but like, I think that actually makes it a better fit for the Switch. Right. Kind of like kick back and like enjoy um this sort of like light Metroidvania adventure. And um, is it is it like pixel art? It's pi- it's pixel art. Pixel. It is okay. so beautiful. Yes, yeah. I remember you playing, and I'm getting like very warm flashbacks of seeing her. Because like, we sit right next to each other, and occasionally yeah. I'll just peer over and be like, "What's that?" Yeah, uh-huh. and then you'll get to like totally it looks explain so good to me the music something that awesome. I need to be playing years so, yeah. now. So Chloe Rad will return to talk mm-hmm. about Owlboy. Yeah. Um, but our pick of the week uh, is actually a little game called Night in the Woods, uh, out on the first of February. So by the time you uh, you watch this or listen to this, and you know it takes a great game to beat Steamroll Dig uh, for for the top position of releases this week. Um, you did you review it? I did review Night in the Woods last you year did. when it came out on PC and consoles. Okay, but it is finally coming to Switch, and I'm so excited. Um, I've been playing it actually uh, for the last two days, and it it runs so well on the Switch. Like it's it's one of those games where I'm like, this is like probably my ideal way to play it because oh, it's wow. like it's such a cozy feeling game in a lot of ways. But <laughs> you just said f the cops, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. I also I like this picture in picture if you're watching a video version because it looks like a cartoon version of whoever's talking in the corner of it's like two characters talking to each other. So okay, so I, I, I want to get into. Yet. I don't yeah. get it. What is yeah. going on? So, uh, what I love about Night in the Woods is kind of like what 
surprised me about it the most. It's you expect something very different going into it. Mm -hmm. It's like a very cute looking game. Like you play this like cartoon cat girl. Everyone's like cute animals. Um, You get that like kind of young adult vibe from it. And there's a lot of like. I think the young adult genre has kind of found a home in like small, like narrative driven adventure games like this. But I and feel oxen like free and stuff. oxen yeah. free mm-hmm. and yeah, life is strange. Point. And like, I don't want to hate on any one specific game, but like, I always feel like so much young adult fiction in games is like very superficial and kind mm. of like they, they, they want to get super deep with characters and they kind of like fail to do it in a way that really connects with me. Um, what you get with Night in the Woods is this like startlingly sad story about like personal and economic stagnation oh no um it's actually it's it's yeah it's not just like a cute quirky you know story about like a bunch of teens it's like um it's a you follow this like girl uh her name's may she drops out of college she comes back to her old um town called possum springs it's sort of this like midwestern um you grew up there possum springs in the midwest my home (laughs) (laughs) it's like this rural midwestern town and it's like falling apart like business you know uh Stores are going out of business. Um, big corporations are taking over their like local grocery stores. Um, factories are shuttering, and uh, everything's just kind of falling apart. Well, and they do, they do like coming from a small town that has ex- like has been experiencing this kind of thing in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Like they do a really great job of explaining like why it's happening to this town mm-hmm. and like what it's doing to the people that have been there at you know were there when this town was like a prospering place and yeah. now it's it's this sort of shell like, and I, right. I love this yeah. like dual story it sort of tells too because it does follow may and her sort of personal journey may is like a total jerk like she is such an immature brat she comes home um you know her th- there's this one line i don't want to spoil too much but there's this one line where she just threw a total fit in front of a bunch of her friends And her friend kind of brings her home from this party that ended up being this big disaster. And, you know, she's like, you need to grow up, May. And May is like, I'm two months older than you. And she's like, yeah, well, you went off to college and stayed the same, you know, and I had to grow up. Like, I had to stay here and grow up. All of her friends have jobs. And I I love that they're able to, like, paint this character that I just hated, but also, like, related to so hard and, like, wanted to see grow you know that's awesome well, I think it's 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 so hard to do flawed characters like that and i think night in the woods just nails that and and it does again uh, what i was getting to earlier was like it does this dual story where uh it's like this tale of like a bunch of young adults trying to find themselves and and in this like it's very like these millennial anxieties you know it's very like relevant to now and i think mm. what's so um, cool is that it does have this uh, sort of like wonderfully twee art direction mm-hmm. and you see so many things on nintendo switch that look sort of like these charming retro mm-hmm. puzzle platformers and this one just gets right like it just kind of guts you differently than yeah. the other ones ever will and that's why it's so startling too when like in the backdrop of you know may's adventures um you'll pass like a group of adults being like, how do we, how do we get businesses to come back here? Like, what do we do? And there's this kind of like every day you come into the town and there's this one character standing outside this like call center. Who's like, I need to quit. Like I can't, you know, keep like crying in the back room every day. Like my, this job sucks and it's, it's gutting me and I, I, I need to move on. And, I don't know. It's just, it's very raw and it's not what you would expect from a game that looks wow, this cute. Right. So is, is the gameplay, it's mostly uh, exploration and talking to characters? Yeah, so it's like, uh, it actually is a little more open-ended than most people would think looking at it because games like this get that whole walking sim, um, you know, label, which I yeah. hate. But um, yeah, you go out every day and you kind of have a, your routine. You get to decide like who you want to spend time with. Um what like side stories you want to take on um, there's a time limit like in a persona game or there's something? there's actually no time limit okay it's mostly just like uh these sort of 
you, there's like a handful of events that you can do at, on any given day. And it's mm -hmm. just kind of um, yeah. you finding those and then you actually doing them. And then from there, like once you do one thing for the day, like if you hang out with your friend Greg at the you know his snack place he works at um, or like you go to dinner with your friend B, then uh, after that, it's like the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, um, right. yeah, there's a central mystery also. There's some kind of supernatural stuff, some crimey stuff. Um, crimey. Yeah, there's a lot of crimes. It's a good game. And it's 20 bucks, right? Uh, good question. It's twenty bucks. Yeah. All right. Yeah, everyone. And got it's their totally worth it. Yeah, yeah, the game is about. Um, That's the central mystery that Chloe was talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 How much is this game? Um, um and it's about ten bucks. to twenty hours long, depending on how much you want to do. Oh, wow. oh, really? Um, and in December, also they added this like big free content update that the Switch version comes packaged with. Oh, so, nice. um, there's just just more characters, more things to do, and they added the two standalone games the developers released before the game came out. So. You're getting a lot it's a on lot the Switch. For oh, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah looking yeah. forward to this one. So, uh, yeah, that's that's out. So yeah, thanks, Chloe. The moment we're that done rolls. with this, we can start downloading. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for the overview. I mean, just again, like uh, I always go into the week thinking, oh, there's nothing, nothing coming out, and then you take a you take a look at the eShop and you're like, oh God, that's out. Mm -hmm. Where did this come from? Uh, and actually, Nintendo keeps on adding titles through. Like if you look at the uh, the the Switch, uh, the website that they have up, it shows you upcoming right. games, and there'll be like six, and then a week later, suddenly like there's 12. like twelve. Yeah. And, and their press release uh, blast, which you should sign up for, because it comes every Thursday morning. Um, I believe it's like six or seven a.m. Pacific time here. Yep. Um, it's like a cool thing to wake up to on Thursday morning because it's just like, oh, here's twenty things I didn't know were happening yep. today. So much week. stuff. Uh, so before we uh, bid you farewell, I wanted to uh, get to some of the uh, to at least one of our question block questions this week. Uh, this one is from Monty. Uh, Monty says, "What's up, NVC crew? Monty here, longtime fan, first time writing in during the Musin era." That's Philip Musin. Do we have any yeah. photos of Philip that we can show? Do yeah, we have anything? Going I'm, I'm going to keep on reading while we do that. Uh, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the future of 2D Zelda on Switch. Of course, I'm dying to play whatever Nintendo's follow-up to Breath of the Wild is, whether it be a smaller Majora's Mask-style adventure using the Breath of the Wild engine or something entirely new. That said, I don't want to see 2D Zeldas go away. A Link Between Worlds was one of my favorite Zelda games since Wind Waker, and I'm equally excited to play another 2D Zelda in that fashion. So he goes on to uh, you know, ask about whether it's difficult because Nintendo can't uh, justify a $60 price tag when they bring a game to, uh, like this to Switch. But what do you guys think? Do you think, do you think Nintendo has put down their stake that Switch will have these kind of Breath of the Wild-style 3D games? Or do you think they will truly merge the 3DS franchise into it and we'll get some 2D games? Well? I, I think we'll get both. Yeah? yeah, definitely. I mean, I was looking, I was thumbing through it here. We don't have the numbers for it, but I know that um, Link Between Worlds sold very well. It's yep. it's one of the better, one of the best-selling games on 3DS. Um, and they did bundles, they did price drops. It's part yeah, of their like only 20 bucks. Yeah, it's part of their whole like selects line or whatever it's called, they're calling it these days. Um, and that game was wonderful. So I think there's still opportunity for that. Um, you know, in the same way we got Mario Maker after 3D World and, you mm -hmm. know, Galaxies and all that kind of stuff, I think there's still room for it. And I think it's a nice way to hold people over into the next big 3D one. Uh. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of have a tendency to disagree. I don't know that we'll see another 2D Zelda game. I think now that, that, that the Switch is sort of the primary focus or, or probably will be in the coming year, mm -hmm. I, I feel like it, it, Nintendo might be hard-pressed to, to divvy up those teams to create different types of Zelda adventures, you know. But then again, we also got a 2D Metroid last year. So I, 
I actually think I, I actually think you're guaranteed one because of the online plan. I think well, Four Swords. No, I like thinking about it, right? Like if they are releasing a monthly online focused game as part of Nintendo Switch Online, Four Swords. Oh, for sure, yeah, right? yeah like, that'd be pretty that, good. that'd be pretty easy to port over. All right, from, I'm gonna walk that back. Yeah, and from yeah. the GameCube. No, like I was thinking about it too. Like maybe it is the end of kind of like the 3DS era, like 2D Zelda games. But like Four Swords came out on a console before. It was kind of hard to play at first, right? Remember the GBA hookups and all of that. But um, that'd be a really good online multiplayer game, especially if you can finally chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you are you are the foremost expert on the Legend of Zelda oh, franchise yeah. in the uh, building. Played every one. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah! Just t- kidding. T- love that. I have. T- I have. Tell uh, the people how oh, many. Zach knows. Zach knows. I, Much I, to my chagrin, I have not really played a Zelda game. Wow, that's true. Um, I'm, I'm. That's bold of you to, to come on this show on your first episode yeah. and be like, "Yeah, what's up?" Hey, this. Nintendo fans. I. <laughs> I'm just didn't like grow you. up with a Nintendo console. I yeah. grew up with a Sega Genesis. Did, but you, did you play Breath of the Wild? Uh, I did play a bit of Breath of the Wild. Okay. Yep. So, okay. um, uh, has like the franchise interest you as somebody like from the outside looking in? Like, do you have plans to go back to them ever? I mean. I think Majora's Mask is a really fascinating game, and I would oh, love to really cool. sit through and play that mm-hmm. start to finish. But I just, I don't know. Like, I don't have that connection to it. Yeah. And it's really fun being in an office full of people who love, love Zelda because I just don't have that. But it's really fun to see people like, you know, like everybody um, geeking out about Breath of the Wild last year was great. Yep. And I definitely want to get back to it. Um, open world games, lately, I don't have the patience for them, and I think that's kind of what... Mm. Uh, I this think, is, I mean, this is the exception in the in the series, right? right. The other titles like right. are either much more story focused yeah. or much more kind of like uh, uh, linear. They they still have open worlds, but much more linear yeah. in and their Breath, storytelling. I mean, that's not to Breath of the Wild does its open world like fantastically. Right. I yeah. just need to you know sit down and actually have a spare two hundred hours to sink into mm-hmm. it, which I don't. I think but. I think like. I'm not sure like what should be your first. It'd be cool to do a video series on that or like your first outside of Breath of the Wild. Um, Because like I really love Link's Awakening because it's got an open feel to it, but it's sort of um, it is much more intimate. But also Link to the Past does the same thing. Yeah, uh, I I feel like we're getting away from the original question. But yeah, I also vote for Link to the Past. Sorry, Monty. No, it's your fault. Like we this is how this show goes. But yeah, I think Link to the Past is the right one. Well, I mean, the other option is like if Nintendo goes back to the um, the BS Zelda days. um, If you don't know what that is, no, no Zelda games are BS. (laughs) You take that back. BS in Japan stood for broadcast satellite, and Nintendo had a a service uh, called the Satellaview Mm -hmm. where they would deliver content to the Super NES. Yes, over the airwaves, over over satellite. We did a um, let's play of it here last year. Yeah. yeah, with uh, Frank Cifaldi. Yeah, that was. And so was what they time. did is they actually had a narrator while you're playing it, and they would do these events where like everybody had 30 minutes to do something in mm. the game. So they could be bringing back really that weird. 2D Zelda stuff. That'd be so cool. So man. like this franchise has always existed as 2D and 3D in synchronicity. Yeah. And I don't ever really see that going away, honestly. Like, I think there will always be room for both because the thing is, like, people, like, you know, at a certain age have a nostalgia for the 2D version of the game in the same way that people have nostalgia for 3D versions. Especially oh, if the next, if Breath of the Wild 2, whatever it's called, follows that open world kind of setup where it's mm-hmm. more kind of exploration over story and, and item development or whatever, uh, item gates. Then actually, there is a lot of room for a two D game, like more in the traditional vein. I, I look, think look really how cool, well sixteen yeah. bit games are selling yeah. on Switch right now. Like people look at Blossom Tales, yeah. games that are like exactly. Zelda. Yeah. I mean, people are starved for something like yeah. that. So I, yeah. I think there's room for it. Awesome. Well, um, you know, I think that does it for this week's uh, NVC. What mm-hmm. do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. Can we get out of here? Uh, so much news. <laughs> Let's hope that next week will actually let us catch our breath a little bit because I'm completely behind on even finishing Celeste. 
Um, and I want to get that. to playing some of these other games. Definitely going to get Night in the Woods and play that as well. One last thing about Night in the Woods. Mm -hmm. I feel like I should uh, I should have prefaced everything I said with uh, the fact that it is a genuinely funny game. Okay. Oh, I thought you're you were going to say spoiler alert. No, so, no, no. no. Yeah. You're not going to go in. Uh, you know, I mean, you you will probably cry, but you will laugh a lot too. Good. Okay. So, please, That's awesome. Please play Night in the Woods. Uh, Chloe, when you're not on NVC, uh, mm -hmm. where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at underscore Chloe. That's C H L O I. And if you want any advice on indie games, she uh, also pens a monthly feature on kind of games yes. you miss. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, cool. for the that. first one of the year went up yesterday. Nice. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. Where can people find Brian Altano? Um, at Agent Bizzle. You can also find me on Podcast Beyond, Up at Noon, a bunch of other stuff. I'm on the shows. Yep. Uh, and I'm at Zacharias D on Twitter, and I'm here on NBC just about every week. And I'm Pear IGN on Twitter, and next week uh, we'll have, have uh, Philip Mewson back. You may have seen him Does on the show he? a couple of times. Do we, like, do we have a picture of him? Do we have, do we have a picture of Philip Mewson, just in case people don't know who that is? Hmm. Every time you ask, yeah. it's like a full it's like yeah. a full 40 seconds, I and wonder. Then, then we get the, ah, there. Yeah. Ah, there he is. There Very he is. good. Right in the so motorcycle. come back next week oh, for many more topics uh, on Nintendo, everything you love, and the wonderful Philip Mewson. See you then. Goodbye. Bye.